This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. Another exciting show for you today. We have Rodney from Michelle Season here to talk about his journey and his relationship with Michelle. Can't wait to talk to him about that. What do you say, Mike? Uh, I want to get right into it, but my stepmom, she was loving Rodney on uh, our last, this past Tuesday's episode. She was loving him, so I know the fans were too. Rodney definitely stepped up. So, But before that, before we bring him on, you know how we do. We got to discuss our hot takes because that's how do we it. do it on this show. So I'm going to start it off and I want to talk about, we always say it on this show, Mike, you know, it's not what you say sometimes it's how you say it. Okay. And I got to give kudos to one man who did this perfectly because last week I talked about how on my season, anybody who talked about another man to Rachel was getting the boot. So I got to give kudos. I'm calling him Slick Rick. Slick Rick. Yes. Why? Yes, because yes, yes. he basically did it right. That's how yes. you talk. That's how you talk about somebody without talking about somebody. Yes. He basically went. He's like, look, I don't care who it was, but I just here to tell you. I'm just here to tell you that we love you. Your character is definitely not in question. None of the yes. men here have any issues with your character. So yes. whoever it was, and what happened? She revealed to him who it was without him having to ask. Yes. So that right there was like 101, how you talk to the bachelorette, you know, if you want to need to talk shit about another guy. And look what happened. Jamie, gone. Like just that one conversation with her sparked the whole, uh, you know, group talk with Jamie. And let's not even go there because he was he was a disaster with his response. Dude. How in the hell does Jamie say, and I quote, Michelle is in spring break mode. Who the yeah, hell you think yeah. you are, bro? Now, Jamie, yeah. I'm talking directly to you. Hot Who mic, bro. You think Hot you mic. <laughs> keep like, keep those feelings pissed. inside. No, that was disrespectful. It was incredibly disrespectful. Like, who are you talking to, bro? Like, her. I think about this show, like, as in someone's parents watching. If that was my daughter and somebody said that's my daughter, the bachelorette, I'd slap the hell out of you from the screen. Yeah. No, and, and check it. Listen to who he was talking about. Yes. Brandon, he was based, just because he's 26, he was basically clowning him because, like, oh, it's a young dude. She's giving him the rose because he's so, and he's so young or whatnot. Yeah, yes, he, he was so, uh, like, oh, uh, like, my I thought, whole face just like, oh. <laughs> I thought Brandon's show, I mean, I thought Brandon is showing for his age a ton of maturity. You he know is. what I'm saying? Like, he is, like, he stepped up on that day. Like, the way he talks to her, he's like, inner grill, really, you know, sensitive and vulnerable. And he's, you know, bringing it real, uh, you know, he's just telling her his truth. And you, I could just feel it through the screen that he's genuine. You know what I'm saying? And then you got Jamie over here being all cocky. You know, it, Bruh. it wasn't it wasn't a good look. Jamie, I ain't going to lie to you. I, you know, for me, everyone starts off at zero and you and you move up the ladder, right? <laughs> my uh, my stepmom was when we were watching it, she was like, Jamie not even cute to be that cocky. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I I I agree with you there. Like, I, was I, like I think, yo, what is going on right humble now? Yourself. Humble yourself, humble yourself, like, bro. Like you gotta, like yeah, okay, you got the first one on one. You've made strides with Michelle, but it's like, it ain't a rap yet, bro. Like there's still other guys that are your competition. You got to respect that. Yeah, you you always have to respect that. Also, but to your hot take though, I want to give credit to Nate. Six eight Nate as well. Six he can't, eight Nate. He can't hit a layup, but he know how to conversate. <laughs> he knows how to be respectful. Because when they had that conversation, just to fill as a sidebar, and when Jamie came over there, he was like, "Bro, I'm not trying to hear you." He was like, "That doesn't affect the way that we feel about Michelle." 
So I think that that was very no, but he was talking about immature. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Better Nate than never was another one. Was another (laughs) nickname for him. Um, But yeah, he was. Jamie started talking about characters and episodes and viewers and yeah, it's like yeah, that's what Nate was like. Who gives a f about the viewers right now? Like, bruh, we trying to get with Michelle. It's like, did you also have a playbook? Because that's that sounds very playbookish. I don't know about you. <laughs> maybe I, he I left. It, maybe he did the right thing, like on, on like the other guy, and you know, maybe kept it at home. But that you know, talk bringing up viewers and episodes, like while you're in the show, that doesn't even make sense. And Nate called him out on it, as he should. Call him yeah. out, Nate. <laughs> but back, there you go. But back to Rick. Shout out to you, Rick. You did it right. I like were, Rick, man. Yeah, yeah. Rick, I, Rick's, Rick's I, down. I really like Rick. If I felt Rick would be in my top four, but I feel like he's he got friends on it. Mm. He would mm. be in my top four, but to me, he's just he's just a homie to Michelle. That's how I look at him. But I think that Rick, I feel he'll be on Paradise, and I think that he's going to get engaged. I'm calling it early. I think oh, he's a phenomenal human a being. Bold, that's a bold statement, but bro, Rick, I, can, I can see it. People. I can Rick's see good it, people, bro. He I can see it. Michelle, but he's good I people, think though. I think there would be some. Bachelor Nation uh, women interested in him. And, you know, I, I could see that happening. No, definitely so. I completely agree with you. The way that Slick Rick did, the way that Never Too Late Nate came back with it was wonderful. Well done, gentlemen. Uh, my hot take for today. So I'm at the gym. I'm, uh, you know, when you at the gym, I'm be on my phone too damn much. And on Twitter, I find out, or my homies actually tell me that Pete Davidson uh, was in a picture, I think, holding hands with Kim K. I don't know the validity behind it. I don't know if it's true or not. That ain't that. the point, right? Uh, yes, holding hands, though. But the point is, I was looking at this. I'm like, Pete Davidson, ain't, he ain't no looker, right? He ain't the best-looking fella in the bunch, in the bunch. He don't got no muscles. He's just a funny, ambitious, loyal, from what I know, guy. And the lady said he's well in doubt. But we ain't going to yeah. talk about that part, right? Yeah. <laughs> he do got like he got like his own little his own little Pete Davidson swag. So but his swag is nowhere near like his just he just carefree in himself. And so I was thinking, women don't care about the looks, they don't care about all these muscles. They just want you to be loyal, ambitious, and a carefree, funny human being. And so I just wanna know like what are your take on that? So What's wait, did you like oh, upon listening to that or upon thinking about that, did you leave the gym and are you converting Hell. to a dad bod now or? Hell no. <laughs> I've got goals. Listen, <laughs> my my thoughts on that is, yes, a lot of guys, some guys, some guys work out because like they want to be competitive with other guys yeah. at, on one side. But I understand your point. Like women, you know, they may appreciate a nice set of abs because they consider that, you know, they see discipline in that, right? You're like, okay, this guy. He's, I think he that's has what structure. He's got discipline, but they don't necessarily that like I think they would take other qualities for sure. And a lesser looking man, like let's say, sure. you know, a personality, somebody who makes them laugh, uh, stability, somebody who could protect them, you know, not only physically, but financially. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, at the end yes, of the yes. day, at the end of the day, you know, I feel that, you know, 40 years from now, the looks are going to be long gone. You know what I'm Correct. saying? For me and my wife. Or for anybody in a relationship, right? You know, once they get to a certain age, it's like, dude, it's not about the looks. You know what I'm saying? Correct. What it is about is, do we have a good time together? Can we laugh together? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be old and gray, laughing it up, you know, on a porch, rock in a rocking chair. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the goal, not necessarily, you know, with the with the the whole look thing. So, what do you? How do you feel about that? No, I completely agree with you. I was going to take it to another level, which is, I remember I had some guys on my season talking about. I don't look like this or look like that. I remember talking to some of the guys from this past Paradise saying, oh, well, when I forget one of the good looking dudes came down, they're like, oh, well, she doesn't want me because Thomas, I believe he's 6'6 and good looking. And I always preach, nobody give a damn. The women don't care, bro. Like, yeah, they might look at a Thomas, but at the same time, if you got that energy, you got that confidence, you got that self-love, you got that swag, you got that, that fun, loving guy. You know what I mean? That's that's that means a lot, right? But then on the flip side, oh, to add what you had said earlier, <laughs> black don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> that always but, helps. That always helps. <laughs> little coconut oil, you know. But uh, <laughs> vitamin E. But I, I was thinking. I mean, I thought long and hard about this. I was like, 
I'm also six four, six five. I'm in a one percent for you know uh, black wealth in this country. I you know most of my friends would say that Mike, that doesn't you can't say that. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm really trying to take take all perspectives in. I'm like, well, I, I can give you that because you know I'm I'm a bit taller than the average guy, right? And so I'm like, well, it's almost dismissive and rude if I say that. But that's just how I feel, bro. Like, well, what about I, all, the, all the baddies that I see, my apologies, all the baddies that I see, eight out of 10 are not with a guy of equal looks. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about, you know, you got a lot of things going on, right? You know what I'm saying? You got essentially women probably look at you and you're like, he's got the total package. You know what I'm saying? He's got he's got everything that we talked about, you know, about a Pete Davidson like, but at the same time, you are a good looking dude. You know what I'm saying? You do got the height. So I guess that's like a cherry on top. You're 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 a unicorn, Mike. Let's just say it. You're not, you are you're a unicorn. <laughs> you're a freaking you're a freaking cute uh Cubano from Miami. Colombiano. Colombiano, Colombiano, bro. Come on. Colombia Lo siento. <laughs> Colombiano from Miami, a doctor with no children prior to going on the show. Get the hell out of here with that. But anyway, enough of us, you know, loving on each other. It's like what Andrew Spencer, I believe that's his last name, said about when he watched his new season. He was like, Nate is a 6'8 Chris Brown. He going to win the show. That's what he said, right? And I, I was like, I kind of agree with that. Nate is a good looking dude. Other guys, got, other guys got a lot of catching up to do. They <laughs> do. And I, and I talk about this all the time with the homies. And I'm like, damn, that's kind of hard. Because if you're a, a good looking dude, you're tall, you're, you're successful in life, and you're respectful, nice and funny. It's like almost when... You know they say when, it's hard uh, to lose. It's hard. It's to hard lose. to lose. When they say when when talent doesn't work hard, that's when uh, when when talent doesn't work hard, that's when hard work will win. Yeah. But what if you have someone that's talented and they work hard? That's that's that's, the, that's, that's a, a formula hard, right there. Yeah, that's yeah. a hard position to be in. But I mean, look at it. Look at it like this. You can't like if you're another dude. Okay, yes, you don't have the looks. Like kind of Rodney was saying it, right? He's like, I don't got the looks. I don't got the height. Like look yes. at other guys that have stepped up on this episode. You have Martin. Shout out to Martin, bro. Yeah, representing Martin, the MIA, he's representing Miami. Like <laughs> he's the only one I know where he's from because he just looks like Miami, right? <laughs> Finally, it's like all right, Miami maturity. Uh, you know, he's stepping up. He's being uh, sincere. He went to check on her on the uh, Top Gun date. You know what I'm saying? Like he stepped up, and then you have Brandon, young cat. He stepped up as well. They're both not the tallest guys in the group, but yet they're doing other things to step it's up. Like Rick. And Rick as well. It's Rick as well. Excuse me. I mean, from from my season, we had um, Jed Wyatt. He won the Heart of Hannah. I think he's like five nine, five ten. And then you had we had a guy named Luke Parker in our season. He was like five nine, five ten as well. And so we had some tall guys in our season. So I just want the fellas out there listen, like, bruh, if you got if you got confidence, you got you know your personality, your little swag, you're funny, you're actually a good human being. You're not a fuckboy, bruh. You can compete against every other dude out there. Don't compare yourself to other dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you? Because that's the yeah. like, that's who she's gonna fall in love with. That's who you want her to fall in love with. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta be yourself. Whether you, know, you got it, the looks or you don't, you just gotta bring what you bring to the table and just go with that. You have to go with that. It's what I always say about Lizzo. Lizzo may not be someone's like, for she may not be some guy's like first look. She may not be right, but Lizzo's personality is a one that she'd be like, yo, <laughs> what's up, girl? You know what I mean? That stuff happens. It does yeah. happen all the time. And then Michelle kind of alluded to something. She said, uh, and I quote, last pick for prom, but first pick for basketball. Mm. Yep. You know what I mean? Poem. Yeah, in her poem. That was powerful. I thought, yeah, her poem, her poem was pretty hard. It went hard, right? And so was some of the other guys did. I a lot of them did actually. I was really Weren't impressed. Weren't you like Chris G's gonna kill this, right? Because he was the yeah. the slam yeah. poetry guy. I was like, oh, this is this is right up his alley. <laughs> right? He kind of did. Like his delivery was the best delivery, shall I say, from what they showed us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The words that were great from everybody. But today we do have the one and only Rodney on. And so therefore, I want to get his take on it because he said he's not the tallest guy. He's not the best looking guy. But then again, who are we to say? I mean, Brian, you're a doctor. You're over six feet tall. You know, I'm over six feet tall. Uh, financial advisor, veteran. Like, I want to hear from his perspective what he would say about that, right? So I think, you know, let's bring him in. How about let's you? bring him. Let's bring him in. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 
6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. Yeah, pleasure, man. Pleasure. Nice, nice to meet you guys. I really appreciate uh, having me on today. No, definitely. My uh, stepmom, she was, we were watching the episode and she's like, Rodney is so cute. <laughs> she, she's all for you. So this is, I told her that we were uh, recording with you today and she's just really excited about it. So you got her heart. I appreciate it. Anytime I hear uh, Team Rodney, I just start busting up laughing. She, like, he wow, got, I he never, got, never thought I would have that. He I, got I America's it. heart last night. Can we get a hashtag, <laughs> right? a hashtag Team Rodney? <laughs> he went from friend zone to relationship zone. He caught the hearts hey, of America. I mean, he was doing deal. he was doing it's big things deal. last night. Dude, do you know how hard it is to go to, out of the friend zone? Like you did, you went <laughs> out of the friend zone. That's good. <laughs> nah, see, because I, I was very excited to hop on today. I listened to the last couple episodes, and I was like, man, I heard Rodney's a friend zone guy. I was like, man, I gotta change that. <laughs> I gotta change that. I gotta change Mike's mind, Brian's mind. I was like, I know. I know I could be better than that. I had to. I had to show show the world what I'm about. So uh, I'm glad that Michelle noticed that, and, and that's all I really care about. No, we're glad she noticed as well. We just keep it honest. You don't talk to now, man. You just just nothing but the truth. Just some fellas talking. I like that. That's why. That's why I'm excited for today. All right, Rodney. So if you said you watched the last couple of episodes, you know we do a hot take at the beginning of every single episode. Yeah. And t today our hot take, uh, I, I had you in my mind, man, and mm -hmm. I also had Pete Davidson in my mind because I don't know if you heard. But rumors have it, rumor has it, no, Adele. Yeah. Rumor, rumor has it that Pete, he is was, you know what I'm saying? He was with Kim K. He was with is Kim K. Is that real? And not Scary Farm, is that real? I, you know, we don't know. It's rumored. It's rumored. It's rumored. We don't know the truth. It might just be, you know, a stunt. We don't know. Kim might come out yeah. with her, her rap album. We don't know. But <laughs> I'm going to stick with it, with this conversation, right? This hot take. You said something last night that has been a conversation, I'm sure, of all three of our homeboy friend groups. Uh, I'm a, the, the gist of what you said was, I'm not the best looking guy, I'm not the tallest looking guy. Mm -hmm. And that touched me, right? I'm, I may or may not be taller than you, uh, but I was like, Pete Davidson, he ain't that good looking. He ain't that good looking. I mean, I just looked up his height, he is kind of tall, uh, but he ain't, he ain't the best looking guy in the other bunch, right? When it comes to Hollywood, he for damn sure ain't the best looking. But, but Pete got game. He, he is must. hilarious. He Pete, Pete got swag. Well, with, from another rumor that Ariana said is that, you know, he he's hung well. But in order to find out that you hung well, you got to have game to get to that part, right? You know what I mean? So I, I thought I thought Rodney was you were you were showing that BDE last night, bro. You know, you <laughs> were you were, you were showing, bringing that you were swag, showing. you were bringing that confidence, and yeah, a lot of times that's what women look for first. <laughs> and he put yeah. that deep voice on you, Brian. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to switch it up like that. No, you I, got I, that right. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I definitely get what you guys are talking about. Like, you know, I wanted to make it known, and you know, I'm I'm very realistic, and uh, when it comes to self awareness, I like to think that I have a lot of that. And so, you know, walking in night one and, and seeing the guy seeing my competition, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a rough season. Let's see what I can make of it. Um, but I, I knew all I have to do is just be me. At the end of the day, that's all I could do. And uh, I wanted to make that known and just say, hey, I know for a fact I'm not the tallest, I'm not the strongest, I'm not the smartest in the room, anything like that. But at the end of the day, if you can understand that what I bring to the table is usually um, and most often the, the biggest smile, the biggest heart. Um, and I love to bring a different type of energy and enthusiasm to the room. So as long as she could feel that energy, then I'm, I'm good to go with that. And that's really uh, the main point I try to get across. I, I don't care who I'm going up against. I'm fine with being the underdog, uh, but I'm just going to be me and see if that works out. I well, love that even, attitude. It's not even a competition. It. It's just, you know, you're trying to find your woman. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if you got a one-on-one. -on -one. Dude, I did. Very, like uh, if very you were good. worrying about other people, I mean, that would take away from you 
interacting with her, you know what I'm saying? And her getting to know you and you yeah. getting to know her. So at the end of the day, I love what you said right there, man. Like everybody in this world is unique. Everybody brings mm -hmm. something different to the table. Exactly. And that's what you focused on, you know what I'm saying? Rather than focusing on other dudes. So kudos exactly. to you, man. But uh, let's talk about your arrival. You talked about getting out of that limo, seeing the competition. Yeah. You showed up as an apple. What yeah. went into that? What went into that? Talk to me. That's why. Yeah, I had um, I had a couple ideas on the table that I was thinking of. Just, I mean, you guys know how it is. You know, in the hotel room, you, you got a lot to think about and, and process to figure out how you want to impress this woman. And, uh, you know, I, I could only think about what exactly I was going to do to really catch her eye and to, to show her, hey, I'm very different than everyone else you're about to see tonight. And so obviously at the end of the day, I made that decision. I went with that. <laughs> and uh, I think that's another reason that led to me walking down those stairs, seeing all these guys. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Everyone in here, six, four plus, perfect skin. Uh, I'm walking in third shortest guy in the room. I'm an apple. So I knew it was going to be a rough start. <laughs> But yeah, you chose the, the Apple. Yeah, I, I, I made that conscious decision. And, uh, you know, it's just funny looking back at it now and, and seeing how it all played out and remembering that moment of me walking up and getting out the limo. I thought I had time. And, you know, I was just getting in my mind like, OK, everything's going to be cool. It's game day. Uh, let me get my mind right. You know, as a former athlete, that's how I think about it. And so as soon as I get out that limo, instantly everything goes out the window. I started shaking. I'm nervous. You know, everyone's sweating. Just, yep, you yep. never, you guys understand how that goes. Just having all the lights, camera on you, just something I'm not used to at all. And yeah. so as soon as I walk up to her and uh, she's just looking so beautiful, so stunning, um, I was just instantly nervous. And, and you guys have seen Michelle. She's very, she's very quick. She's very smart. Uh, she has a response for everything. So that's something I think someone else mentioned it too. Uh, I did not expect her to be as quick as she does. I thought it was just going to be a high, you know, my name is Rodney. This is what I'm thinking. And then I move on to the next. I thought that's how it was going to be. And then she hit me with a line. I kind of freaked out a little bit um, and just didn't know what I was saying. <laughs> but isn't I just that blacked out in that moment. And I just was like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. This isn't is that sexy, though, in a woman like she can come right back at you and like go Absolutely. tit for tat. I love yes. that. Absolutely. No, I mean, she's just so attracted to me in every way and especially in that moment. I was like, oh, that's what I'm looking for um, is someone who could be that quick and still be that funny and witty. And just that's exactly what I was looking for. So, um, you know, Michelle makes it known. Yes, you can open up and be vulnerable with her, but she still has a, a funny, goofy side, too, uh, that she wants to let be known. You know, and a lot of people don't know that, don't see that. And so I'm glad that I was able to see that from night one from the get go. Uh, definitely so. You said, yeah. you know, from seeing her night one, when she came back with it, she was quick with it. Funny, <sighs> funny as well. Beautiful. Yeah, how was yeah. your how did you feel the connection was with Michelle Night One? Um, for me, I felt it uh I felt it pretty instant. So I was actually the the last guy to talk to her that night. Yeah. Um so as you guys know, night one, uh, you know, it's it's a pretty late night, but I'm up there shaking. I'm like, man, I have to talk to Michelle. If I don't talk to Michelle tonight, I'm going home. Like there's no way she's gonna give me another chance to to get a first impression. So um being the last one to talk to her that night really actually kind of boosted my confidence because I really felt like, not to say I was the last one on her mind, but that's just felt. And that, that was really the confidence I needed going into the rose ceremony and knowing that I did make an impression. And I, I went straight into, hey, you've talked to everyone else tonight. It's late. I, I really want to do a mental health check-in. I just want to see how you're doing tonight. And I want to go straight into to asking about that. And then I want to switch it and kind of get serious real quick because I know I'm an apple. I'm already silly. But I want to switch it up and just start talking about family and start getting a little deep because I was like, if I only got five, 10 minutes, I want to make the most out of that time to, to watch it keep me around. So I'm really glad that she did. And as you can see, this is where I'm at now. Love Yo, talking about that Apple, man, I'm, I'm really glad to speak on what you spoke. On. I'm really glad that you had that confidence. And you were the last one to speak to her, but you let her know what it was. You were showing you show both sides of you from the beginning. Right. Absolutely. But to this Apple. Right. <laughs> You you said yeah. you listen to podcasts. You know I'm I'm gonna come at you. Like, yeah, I already knew. It. Did you have COVID and lose your damn taste buds? Cause boy, can you not pick a Granny Smith apple from a red app? Like what is going on? Oh man. Yeah. So I mean, I already knew this was coming. Obviously. Um, <laughs> You know, in that moment, I have no excuse. Like, that's just me messing up. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to blame it on nerves or whatever it may be. 
And growing up, you know, when moms bought apples, it was like, hey, we go to the grocery store, I see the red or green. Like, I didn't get too crazy. I finally grew up, I was like, oh, green's Granny Smith. Like, I like Granny Smith, I like those. And then I just mixed up everything. Once I got to the show, all my knowledge of apples went out the window, as you could see. Um, and so, yeah, now the world knows I know nothing about apples and I'm almost 30. So it's, it's very embarrassing. Let, yeah. Let's give him a break, Mike. I mean, Michelle's <laughs> looking good out there. You know, I like Ronnie a lot. You're like blinded, <laughs> blinded you. in those moments when you get out of the limo. So. I didn't know what to say. Y'all see how stunning she was. I didn't know what to say. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she gave, you, she gave you the business about that. But at the end of the day, it was all good and fun. I think um, we can admit she knows a lot about her apples too, by the yeah. way. <laughs> she knows it crazy. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is true. So Rodney, let's oh, talk about this basketball date, bro. Like you were on the basketball date. Yeah. It, was it surprising to you that some of these guys couldn't hoop? I was seeing guys missing layups. Yeah, like I mean, what, weird dribbling skills. I don't know. It was pretty bad. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, Nate, Nate was my roommate. Um, so he kind of already warned me. I was like, oh, I can't wait. You know, we're ready for today. He's like, hey, I'm not the best at basketball. This is not my sport. <laughs> He's calling himself I told out. him the same thing I said. He, he warned me from the beginning. And, you know, I'm the same way. I say, hey, look, man, I'm a football player. Like, as much as I love basketball, uh, I can't shoot to save my life. So don't even ask me to shoot. I'm all boards. I'm all defense. That's about it. And so uh, going out there, we already knew uh, Joe was going to be a problem. We knew Malik is a hooper, too. Uh, you know, Martin and Spencer talked about it a lot. So we were all just very excited for that date because I think we all knew that was going to be one of the best dates to actually impress Michelle uh, on that scale because we knew how passionate she is about basketball. And so, yeah, I just I, I couldn't wait to get out there and just at least show my athletic ability and my drive saying, hey, no matter what, at the end of the day, I'm still going to be very competitive uh, and give it everything I got. And so, yeah, she could tell from the get go I was all in. But um, I, I really I love that date. We, we had a great time uh, with those competitions and um, I, I just really had a great time. Now, I I hope that you talk crap about Nate, though. He said that he can't play basketball, but the boy, he put his arm up. He already at the at the rim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Nate, you got to jam that, bro. I, yeah, you got to no jam that, Nate. Yeah, no no layups, bro. <laughs> yeah, but, come but, on. Rodney, man, I love your energy right now. I love your energy on this show. You I seem to come off just absolutely amazing, a 10, right? And so, mm -hmm. but then also you have such a vulnerable aspect to you. You're not scared to just... Be 100 about what's going on, what's taking place. Can you talk to us about yeah. who was riding before coming on to The Bachelorette? Uh, you're, you're how old, 29 right now? Like, yes, sir. Yep. Who, who, tell us a little bit about you. I really want to know because I, I just love your personality. Yeah, so uh, I, I appreciate that, Mike. Thank you very much, man. And um, to, to be honest with you, I think growing up my entire life, it was just always known as like uh, Rodney the football player. And so I really dedicated, uh, you know, my life. And that was really my first love, my passion uh was just playing football so I always wanted to make sure that the focus was on football in my grades and that's really what I cared about and so that kind of carried on throughout my life whether it was high school college uh, I just want to do whatever I could to really excel at that sport and really give it my all and so after after football was done for me and you know I mean as an athlete we all know you know when your time is done and, and your body will let you know hey you can't do this anymore and so um, you know, I really came to terms with that. I know a lot of guys kind of struggle with that and they're like, hey, what's next in my life? And so for me, I really took it as, a, okay, what, what's the next challenge? What's the next step for me? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make it to the league, but what else can I do in my life uh, to where I could still bring that competitive uh, energy, my enthusiasm and uh, my passion to somewhere else. And so uh, I'm very blessed and thankful. I work in outside sales now. So that to me was something I've, I've worked at a couple of sales jobs now to this point in my life. But that for me kind of gave me that new uh, that new drive to still be who I am. And, you know, still, I love meeting new people. I love being social. I love making new connections, new friends, new relationships, uh, you know, and so that's something that gets me very excited. And, you know, I was very, I was ready. You know, once I got to this setting, um, I wasn't really nervous. I know, I know some other guys, it was a little tough for them adapting because they weren't really used to the environment. But growing up, when I'm in the locker room my entire life, you know, I went to, I played football at colleges, 100 guys in each locker room. And so that's what I'm used to, or, or whether it was coaching high school football, I'm used to just being, being around the guys and making sure that um, those conversations are had and whether I'm developing someone, still bringing my energy, still laughing, joking around, whatever it may be, 
Um, I was very excited to, to be in the environment and just say, okay, I know I could do this and I could find a way to just uh, try to shine as much as possible. So that's kind of the bulk of my story is just being a, a former student athlete, trying to carry that into my life. Uh, but also, I mean, you know, growing up with, uh, with my mom, that was also a different struggle too, because my mom, I grew up with a single mom. And so her and I are like this from day one. Uh, you know, my dad left me when I was six years old. And so when that happened as a young kid, I'm like, okay, I got to step up and be the man of the house at six years old. You know, I was tripping, but I was a kid. And so at the end of the day, I want to do whatever I could to, to really show her um, how I can help her out in that sense. And so a lot of my personality um, and my energy, um, I really have my mom to thank for that because she really showed me the way of just saying, hey, no matter what type of struggle you're coming from, um, you could still be you throughout. And as long as you kind of uh, pray through it all, stay hopeful, um, stay enthusiastic and don't let the world bring you down, then you could really get through anything. And so that's something that really got me sure. excited and just kind of taking that through from her and leaving that in through the rest of my life um, is just making sure, hey, no matter what situation I'm in or what's going on through life, I wanna make sure ever in my vicinity, um, I'm really bringing that energy up and I'm making sure that people around me know it's good vibes and good energy. And no matter what, at the end of the day, we're, we're gonna have a good time. Shout out Mike. For that. Mike, I, I wanna run through a wall with, for this guy, dude. Like, Let's do it. Let's what do position it. Okay. did you play, bro? I feel like, were you captain of the team? <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I was oh, captain. There you uh, go. It, it makes sense go. because I feel like you were giving the pregame speeches, the halftime <laughs> speeches, like getting on guys. Like I'm yeah, freaking pumped yeah. right now, man. You should, you have a, a career in, in uh, motivational speaking. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there, uh, Brian. Ronnie, you said that you're ready, like you're ready to go on a show. Uh, yeah. You were talking about in terms of like you've been in the locker rooms, you, you know how to like amp up the guys, be yourself. But yeah. I want to know how, like, tell me about your past when it comes to relationships. How are you ready to be so vulnerable to Michelle? How are you ready to be so open to Michelle so uh, mm, and just question. open up to her and speak to her and potentially fall in love with her? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, th you know, throughout my life, looking, I, um, I studied, you know, mass, communi mass communications and journalism. So nonstop all day, every day, whether it's writing papers or speaking, I'm doing my best to, to be a better communicator. And so I think looking, looking back at my past, um, through my past relationships, I tried to do the best I could at just um, helping out in terms of communication. And so with my, with my exes and my past relationship, I, I would really try to do my best to just communicate how I felt at the time. I think we all know as men, that's not always easy because we're not always given that space or Bruh, stop being in your feelings. Stop doing that. That's that's not how I operate. You know, I finally, as mature as I am now, I finally figured out. I'm like, us as men, especially, we have to be able to let out and be vulnerable and and show our true emotions and our feelings and what's going on in our mind and our mental. And so, with my past relationships, looking back at it now, um, I did whatever I could to really let them know, hey, this is this is what I like in this relationship. This is what I don't like. Um, this is how we can be better. And so that's something that really helped me um, transitioning from that to the show of Michelle asking me. And that's something where I wanted to make sure I let her know um, this is where I came from in my past. And I'm glad that we had that moment because she was able to relate as well and just say, hey, stuff like this won't work. Um, you know, if you want to have a successful relationship, we have to get past those boundaries. And so, yeah, it really helped me. Uh, and obviously, Michelle made it so easy for me to, yeah. to open up and be vulnerable. So I got to give a shout out to her because sure. she always made it so easy for me to just be me and really express how I feel. I got to give it to you, Rodney. Actually, kudos to your mother, bro, because honestly, just hearing you speak and how you, uh, you know, you were acting on the show, like she raised you right. To Brian's point, definitely kudos to your okay. mother. It was just it was just you were the only child, right? So I have a, I have a younger brother. Yeah, he's younger, younger by a year. So it was just me him, uh, him oh, wow. and my mom. Just younger by a year. Wow. Did you feel almost that being the oldest and having a single parent that you had to make it happen? Like you had to make this football career happen to support your family? Like tell me Absolutely. About that. Absolutely. Yeah. As, as soon as you said that, that just resonated with me because 
you know, looking back at from such a young age, um, you know, me thinking I got to be in the house, I'm like, how can I make it out this situation and really do my best to help my mom? And obviously growing up, she made sure she could do whatever she could to, to take me to every single practice, every game, wow. and okay. do whatever she could to make sure that I was successful. And so for her, you know, I witnessed her work three jobs to put food on the table for her, for us and my brother. And so me seeing that grind and that struggle um, and, and witnessing her story come to life, that kind of gave me, um, that kind of gave me the motivation I needed to just saying, okay, if this woman is willing to work and sacrifice everything so I could be successful to get to the point where I'm at now in my life, I could do the same for her. And so she, uh, she was very big on, on being a student athlete as she was back in the day. Right. And so um, I had to make sure I, I gave it my all. And she said, you know, if you're choosing football, you got to stick with that and really be all in. And so, yeah, I want to do whatever I could to make sure my grades were high so I could always be on the field and, and really try to achieve being a captain um, and leading a team. And so I was just very grateful for all those moments. And, and like you said, Mike, just me witnessing my mom struggle and her grind really helped me succeed and get to where I wanted to be, um, whether it was my football career or uh, my current career now. Uh, amen, man. So talk about your mom, because <laughs> it's always cool. First thing my mom said when I got the show was, damn, they don't give you a barber? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> my mom got jokes, right? Yeah. She don't curse, so yeah. she didn't say the damn part. But what does your mom think of you on the show, man? How was that? Um, at first she was just she, she was just so funny. She's like, "Wait, what? What is this real?" Um, and I was like, "Yeah, ma." And she was excited. She's like, "Wait, who's the girl? Who's the girl?" And so I was like, "All right, ma. You know, do do your research. You know, uh, you know, check her out, see what you think." And she was like, "Oh, Rodney, finally, like." Just looking at her, she's like, just looking at her, you know. I, she's the I one. Tell that this is a, yeah, she's like, I could just tell this is this is a woman, this is a woman that you need, and and she's just so so classy and beautiful and and great career and and goal oriented, and you know, obviously talking with Michelle and from night one she made it clear, uh, her goal is to really change the world, mm. and so you see that she's doing that with her students on a daily basis. And, you know, my mom was doing the same thing. She started her own nonprofit foster family agency, transitioning into mental health um, and helping transition to housing for the foster youth in our and our foster youth in our community as well. So I made instantly like I, I knew as talking with Michelle, I'm like, you know, I just I spot so many similarities, what I'm looking for. Mm. And instantly Michelle checked off the boxes that I really needed in my life. And so I knew that mom's. <laughs> I mean, we could all agree, like Michelle is the easiest approval for any mom anywhere, but I knew especially moms would love Michelle and just, uh, you know, thinking of that moment and doing whatever I can. Like before I left, she's like, Rodney, I have two rules. I said, what's that mom? She said, no costumes. I broke that night one. like So that was rough. And then her second rule was like, bring Michelle back home. And I was like, all right, mom, I'm gonna do my best. Let me see what I could do. Was there a third hidden rule? like? Don't be shrieking butt naked on national TV. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, nah. I mean, in our wildest imagination, there's no way that I would be doing that. So she thought that would go without saying. And so once I had to reveal that to her, uh, man. Did you blame it on I Michelle, no? I was scared. No, I, I didn't really want to blame it on Michelle. Like, <laughs> I was scared. It's like Michelle made me do it, mom. I had to. Yeah, I had I to win like, her heart through that. Like that. I was like, mom's like, you tell me if I'm dedicated, so I'm go all in. So I went all in, and so it was just a yeah, mom. I was dedicated, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I'm all in. High key, Rodney. I am 100 stealing that date in real life. That date that y'all had was just beautiful, man. It really, oh really my was. God. It was yeah, awesome. It was I've never seen nothing like that. It was really cool. I, I just thought it was wonderful. And then the way that you and Michelle just connected right there, it, it was great. I loved it. I love seeing you. By far, it was the most romantic date I've ever been on. By far looked like it man you guys yeah. i mean you guys hit it off tremendously well um yeah. so let's see so i want to talk about going back to your mom man because mike mm -hmm. and i are really close to our mothers um how do you feel like growing up with your mom you know living with your with only your mom how did that spark the vulnerability that you showed on the show like how was communication like with her because i mm -hmm. feel like you were notches above the rest of the guys when it comes to you know expressing yourself and i thought you did that in a great way on the date yeah i'm uh i'm very grateful you know obviously having her raise me and kind of seeing her leadership and like i mentioned earlier her grinding her struggle 
seeing where she came from to where she is now and, and the successful woman she is now, um, she was able to teach me um, a lot about leadership and how you lead a team and how you communicate. And so even at times where, you know, she's taking me to practice or, you know, talking to me after a game and correcting me on that. So yeah, she had times obviously where she had to be my father or act as my father. But when it came to, when it came to dating, she made it clear of like how, how to treat a woman and how to make sure that you are communicating everything that's on your mind and your heart and you're being upfront and, and really trying to wear your heart on your sleeve. And so that was something where I'm just, I'm blessed to have her for those teachings because now I look back at the show and I'm like, okay, I really gave him all and, and really, uh, you know, tried to be as vulnerable as possible. And so she really helped show me that. So yeah, at times when she didn't have to act as my father or whether it's the football field or track or whatever it may be, she was able to still communicate and say, hey, Rodney, this is how you need to, this is how you need to treat a woman. And this is how you need to be very upfront about your intentions, your feelings, your thoughts, um, and where your heart lies. So um, I was just very grateful to have that because I think looking back at how it was on the show, I, I really think that helped me with my connection with the show. Oh, right. One, thing, one word that comes to mind when I think about you, man, which I love, is called versatility. Like you could <laughs> yes, be vulnerable, you can communicate so well with Michelle, and then at the same time you could be goofy and playful and fun. Yeah. And I yeah. think any woman loves that, man. And I just think you shined on that date. Like kudos to you, man. Brian, hey. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> the other thing that you're missing that Ronnie has is when you give him a compliment, he goes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Ronnie, I'm kidding, bro. Your no, voice is like, like, <laughs> It's no, I appreciate it. Like, I just, I, I really thank y'all for that. Like, Give Ronnie a compliment. His voice get on beat. But, Ronnie, I, I got to ask you, and I'll, I'll leave you with this. Based on yeah. what we talked about with the hot takes, uh, with, you know, men maybe feeling like, I don't look like this guy. I don't got the body of this guy. I don't got the height of this guy. I don't got the, the wallet of this guy to stand on. Like, what advice do you have that you could share with other people out there who might relate to your story? Yeah, I think most importantly is just is just loving yourself. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you look like, you know, who you are, where you come from. You you really got to love yourself. And I know that everyone has a different background, a different situation. But at the end of the day, we all go through different types of trauma. We all go through different types of struggle, um, you know, but first and foremost, you know, your mental health has to come first. And I think that all starts with truly loving yourself and having high self-esteem. Um, you know, and I always, I always mention it on the show as well is that I'm never cocky, but I am confident and it is a humble confidence where at the end of the day, I'm going to love myself. I knew obviously going on this show, um, you know, it would expose a lot of my flaws and, you know, those flaws will get called out and that's okay. What do you I really don't care what anyone thinks. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, man, that's a good question. Oh. I thought of mine earlier today, so. What oh, is yours, Mike? Like, what, what is yours? yours? Man, I got to know yours. Like, real talk. I, it was today. Today, I was today years old. I was like, oh, that's bad. I have, uh, I'm a, I'm authoritative. I think it's the military in me and being the oldest. I okay. speak, like. Just, just bossing people around? Not necessarily <laughs> bossing around, but, like, you go, I'm not going to hold nothing back. And I'll you do let them know. In a respectful way, manner. But I think it's sometimes somebody didn't ask for my two cents. So, at times, I need to just shut the hell up. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's a flaw, Mike. Like, I really think you should let it be known. <laughs> I can shut up sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you have more experience with it. Um, man, my flaw, my flaw might be, uh, you know, it might be like loyal to a fault. You know, mm. I, especially looking back at like my past relationships, I, mm. you know, those those women are amazing. And I wish them nothing but happiness and success. But you know, it's it's something where at a certain point in time, you got to understand if you're not being your best self and if you're not fully happy, um, you got to either fix that and get out. And that's something where I would let a past relationship kind of linger on because I was so hopeful and just like, you know what, things will get better. Things will get better. You know, whether it's a red flag or anything like that, things will get better. But it's like a year or two goes by, things aren't better. It's, it's mm -hmm. the exact same story. Right now, I'm not going to um, let so you go. I need to know this, bro. I need to know. I'm not going to let you go. What's the, what's the story? <laughs> Oh no! Go. no man, I got no another one for him before I before we let him go too. You know what, bro? Go ahead, go ahead and hit me with that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hit me with that. 
All right, we're going to circle back to Mike's question. <laughs> but you back. mentioned something, uh, be humble, not cocky. So speaking of cocky, though, mm-hmm. let's talk about Jamie and the whole scenario, f- fiasco that went on with him. Yeah. Um, I want to hear from somebody that was behind the scenes. Like, how did you experience that? Because when we saw it on the show this past uh, episode, it was like, bro, you were the only one having that conversation. Like, nobody was really talking about that. You made, you're the one that made it a big deal. You brought characters into the mix, episodes, viewers, viewers. and it's like, I thought he had a playbook. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, yeah. and I was, I was rooting for the guy. Like Mike, yeah, yeah. we he had we some both, swag we, when yeah, he first we, we came out of the limo. We both said positive thoughts about him. We were rooting yeah. for you, Jamie. We were rooting for you, and you let us down. I so that on, yeah, Tower <laughs> Banks thing. We were yeah, rooting for you. <laughs> yeah, like l- let's hear it, bro. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you mentioned something to him on the show about like, what did you say to Michelle? You know what I'm saying? Like, what was said? Yeah. Talk yeah, to me about I was that. Just, I was so. I think it kind of shows and it plays out as you guys can see is. I was so confused. And like I said, you know, myself and Nate, we were roommates. I, we definitely stayed out of drama, you know? And so I, I kept looking back at him on the couch. I'm like, did you know about this? Like, did, did anyone else know about this? I'm very confused. I was not a part of these conversations or these discussions. And so, you know, looking back and remembering these nights, um, you know, and I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to come on here and diss Jamie or anything like that, but I do, what I can say about him is like, when he first got there, he, he gave us all a certain type of vibe of where, you know, we could trust him. Everything he was saying was true. And so looking at Jamie, I think deep down, he probably is a good guy who made this mistake. And I think he's probably looking back at it, wondering if it would shake out or play differently. I agree. But I think, I think Jamie's obviously has some personal issues that he needs to work through. Um, you know, as, as you guys saw on the show, he brought up, uh, you know, a deeply traumatic experience. And that's something that I can't even speak for. But at the same yeah. time, yeah, we all go for all of us, you know, whether it's cast or audience, we all go from this point of we all love Jamie, we're rooting for Jamie. And then that switch is real quick. And I'm just like, Jamie, what happened to you from this point to this point? And I truly think it's just something where he could have handled that situation so much differently. Uh, he blew it up and turned it into this big deal um, to where as you can see, the rest of the guys, we didn't care about it. Um, hearing about Michelle, Joe, whatever it may be, a couple messages, that didn't phase us at all. And, and the way that Jamie handled that and went about it is something I completely disagree with. And it's something where I look at it and just say, you know what, man, and, um, I hope I, I hope you kind of deal with um, whatever issue might be going on or, or whatever you're going through, um, because you, you definitely mishandled that situation in a way that I think you could have done a a much better job of relaying that message to Michelle and also, you know, relaying it to us as well. Not just trying to hide anything or anything like that, because like we said, we all went from team Jamie. I was like, Jamie's a a great guy, you know, and I think deep down he, he still is a good guy, but but he really didn't handle the situation well at all. And I I hope he's, I hope he's kind of looking back at this and saying, you know, there's some things I got to fix. Extremely well said. Amen. Extremely well Amen. said. Uh, I am going to go back to that previous question, but I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I, was, I was just talking to a friend of mine, and uh, her parents have been married for a long time, and uh, she was mad at her dad uh, because the mom had did some things to her dad, and growing up, she was like, she thought her dad didn't love himself, and she she mm-hmm. didn't think that her dad should be with uh, her mom. And so I'm asking you, like, <laughs> to yeah. just, I think people need to know, like, you loyal to a fault, but at times you gotta you gotta be loyal to yourself first before anybody else, right? Yeah, so that's yeah. why I, that's why I was asking that question. Uh, yeah, it's just true. A lot of times they're you know for men and women both like equally we're in a relationship and we think that here's a here's a kicker though we think that no I can no one will else no one will ever love me, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the uh, a big thing that a lot of people face is that you know when they're in a bad relationship they're like. Well, I can't leave. Nobody else will love me. No one else will want me, right? And so, absolutely, uh, that's just what, uh, all I was thinking about when you had said that. Uh, but we don't got to get into it, though, man. I do definitely, no, definitely you, appreciate you. You right, Mike. I, I just like you mentioned, you know, I've, I've been through that same thing, and I think that's why when with my past couple of relationships, I I stuck around, and even when I shouldn't have. And when, when friends and family, you know, like I said, moms and moms and I are very close. And for her to even tell me like, Rodney, this is not the situation you're supposed to be in. You know, this is something I'm praying on for you, but 
I know um, that you could do better, better than this for yourself and that she's not happy, you're not happy and something's got to change and you got to break this off. And so for multiple, you know, friends and family to tell me that is tough because I'm like, nah, nah, like I know, I know what's going on and like I could fix the situation or I could stay hopeful and things will change. And also it's another reason of like, maybe, especially when, you know, when my ex is telling me that of like, no one can ever love you like I can, you almost start to believe it. And you was told that? I, yeah, I was told that a, a few different times. And that's something where I was like, hold up, is that true? Like, nah, that, that can't be the case. And so, you know, whether it's a year or two in or, or halfway through the relationship, which it usually happened for me with my past couple relationships, is that I really, I really stuck around and I just stayed hopeful. And I was like, things are going to change. And, you know, she's going to fix her flaws or her issues. I'm going to fix mine. And, and we can come together and make this a successful relationship and, and a future marriage. And I look back at it now and I'm like, man, if I would have just cut it off sooner, um, I would have saved her that time. I would have saved myself that time. And that's why I strongly wanted to make it, you know, make it known on the show is I'm not saying this at all to to disrespect my ex or my exes or anything like that about my past like obviously i learned a lot my exes learned a lot as well and um they're they're both amazing people especially my last ex she's an amazing person but her and i were not meant to be and i i i saw it earlier and i I didn't cut it off at the right time and then i ended up wasting more of her time in my own as well and so that only led to more hurt more pain and so obviously being older now being more mature I'm glad that I could see that and notice that and say, I, I don't want to make that mistake. Yeah. I know what I deserve. Um, and I even told my ex, you know, you deserve better in terms of, in terms of my effort. I'm giving you a lot, but apparently you're asking, you're asking for something else. Or you're asking for more. And that's something that I can't give you at this point in time. Okay. Um, you know, at this stage of my career, at this stage of my life. And so, yeah, I'm glad that I can notice that now and make sure I don't want to make that mistake again. I don't want to waste anyone's time. I made that very clear to Michelle as well. And so, yeah, I want to do whatever I can to just, you know, um, create a successful uh, relationship just full of love and happiness. How do you guys feel about, you know, like I I totally agree with what you were saying there, Rodney, and you too, Mike. Like you get in these long-term relationships, one, two years, three years, whatever the case may be, and you get comfortable. And then it's like, like you said, you try to work things out, but could it also be like a little fear of the unknown? Like, okay, if I break this off, like I I don't know if you go through this, but when I've broken up, it's like, I lost my mojo. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it's like, I got to get back yes. out there. I don't, you know, yeah. I'm not used to like the dating scene. It's like, I got to yeah. work on myself kind of, you know, before I get back out there, you know what I'm saying? Once you break up, is that kind of like what you went through as well? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, I'm glad that you brought that up, Brian. Cause that's, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, man, I don't, I'd rather go through this and put in the time and effort and work to fix this relationship than get back out in the dating scene. And that's something that always made me kind of nervous because I'm like, oh, man, I just whatever. If if it's hearing from my single friends, I'm like, I don't want that life. I don't want to go on these. You know, I don't want to go on 20, 30 first dates. I don't want to keep doing this and 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 feeling this type of way. I want to be, you know, I'm a woman, man. I want to be committed. Say and that, boy. Say that. Like you try yeah, to hold I'm just, on. I'm just so, I'm so hopeful. Like I said, man, Mike, we talked about it. Like I'm a hope, I'm a hopeless romantic, man. I already let that be known. But you know, I just, I want to do whatever I can to to show whoever I'm with, hey, I'm committed and I'm all in for you. And obviously, I feel like Michelle seen that, noticed that, and you know that's why she did give me that rose, and I'm so thankful for that. But no matter what, whether it was before the show or on the show, um, I definitely. I, I definitely don't want to, I don't want to waste time. And I'm, as much as I was scared about being single, um, I knew that, like you said, Brian, I needed, there was stuff about me that I needed to fix. Mm. I need to fix and fully love myself first before I can go try and love someone else. Amen. And so that's something I was very serious about. Ronnie, from your words to our listeners' ears, what was it that pushed you over the edge and said, you know what, I need to work on me and leave this relationship? Yeah, so for me, I know I briefly kind of mentioned it did take um, it did take kind of a, a moment in time and an experience to kind of realize, hey, um, right now at this stage of our lives and our point of our relationship, we're toxic for each other, and mm. I think it just came down to to more and more pointless arguments over nothing. I'm looking back, I'm like, 
why are you arguing with me? I'm the type, I'm, I, you know, I don't, I'd, I would never cuss at my girlfriend or my relationship. I would never do that. And so I look at somebody, I'm like, hey, look, it takes a lot to like make me mad. As y'all can tell, I, I never get mad. And so if, if you make me mad or if I get frustrated and I have to ask you, I'm like, hey, why are you talking to me like that? You know, it should never be straight to confrontation. And I think I look back at my past relationships, especially, and just what they went through before. And they're carrying over that past trauma into our relationship. And so people do this all the time. <laughs> I mean, people do this Preach, all the time, bro. Mike, and it's something I got to think about because I'm like, why is she acting this way? Why? She told me about her ex, and now she's treating me like her ex, even though I'm the complete opposite of him. I know that I'm a good, genuine guy, and I'm going to do whatever I can to make you happy. But why do you instantly, if I mess up and I'm just like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm late. Why do you go straight to cussing me out? Like, what's going on? Or why are you asking it to go through my phone? Here's my phone. You know, if I got to show you twice in one day, well, hold up, what's going on? And I think about it and I'm like, okay, you, you were cheated on or you were mistreated by someone else. And then you carry that on to, to I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm confident but not cocky. And I know that I'm a good man and I know what I bring to the table. As you should, you say what you check. You know, and I, I, know, I know how I deserve treated. So at, at a certain point in time, when you see those patterns and those issues continue to get brought back up, that's where it's it's like it gets to the point where you got to cut it off because I've given you plenty of time and effort to show you who I am and what I bring to the table and I know how I deserve to be treated and you know same I'm not I'm not saying I'm worth, perfect bro. because you know like I said I was whether I'm late to a date or whatever it may be there's a lot of stuff I got to fix as well but I know that at the end of the day I'm still a good guy full of love full of energy I want to do whatever I can to make sure that you're happy at the end of the day and so yeah that that's just really who I am and what I'm about. Rodney, Rodney for president, bro. For president. Rodney for president. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney for president. 100%. Today, matter of fact, um, this past Tuesday when the episode came on was voting day. So Rodney for president, 100%, man. Uh, we are going to have to have you back on. Uh, yeah. I've, claimed you as my, I've claimed you as my brother now. Yeah, Amen, man, bro. Yeah. I, I appreciate I, you guys. I, I genuinely, man, this is what... You know how women always talking about shit, shit, saying every man's a bad guy. Yeah, you are a representation of a wonderful man. I genuinely, I mean that, man. I, I really Thank love you. you. I really love your words. I hope that you uh, touch uh, multiple listeners out there. You touch me, man. And I just want to want to continue to watch your love unfold with Michelle. And nothing but the best for you. If it doesn't work out, with Michelle, you'll open your DMs one day because it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be all right, Rodney. Really, you'll be all right regardless. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You'll be I really appreciate it, man. Thank you guys so much for all the all the questions, all the conversation, man. This was uh, this is very healthy and beneficial. So I really appreciate your guys' time. So we appreciate normally, you, normally, what Brian and I do after every episode, uh, we have a little takeaway. But you know, the beauty of having y'all podcast, we we do what we want to do. So Rodney, can yeah. you take it away? Like, what what what's your words for the people? Man, okay, y'all really like to put me on the spot. Um, all I gotta say, man, is. Obviously, thanks to you guys once again for having me on here, but to, to the audience or any viewers or anything like that, um, you know, just live each and every day to the fullest. You know, I'm very, uh, I mentioned it earlier, I'm very faith-based, faith-driven. And so I, I look at what brings me joy and what brings me happiness each and every day and, um, you know, wake up choosing happiness every day. And no matter what happens, like, I know whether it's a rough day or a good day, I, I know that. I control the way I react to every situation. And so as long as, as long as your mental health is strong and you continue to work on that, you know periods of the day, uh, if you need 15, 30 minutes, whatever it may be, whatever helps you relax um, and really calm your mind, that's something that's just so healthy for everybody. But I wanna do whatever I can to, to really just leave my mark and who's ever around me, like I said, or whether it's this podcast, like I wanna make sure that at the end of the day, you know like, Let's be happy. You are loved. Um, each and every day is a blessing. It's a gift. And I'm just so excited to, to move on to the next and do whatever we can to just help motivate and uplift each other because the world needs more to, you know. Bro, I'm, I'm buying whatever you're selling, bro. Your sales job, I, I, I got you, bro, because. <laughs> you're a tech sales. What are you? What's, the, what's you selling, bro? <laughs> I'll buy <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I'll buy it. That's too funny. I love it, man. Well, you guys, again, you guys are amazing. I really appreciate nah, it. You're, you're the amazing one. We just get to listen to your voice and speak it. We appreciate you being on today. Appreciate you, Rodney. Thank you.
Thanks a lot, Mike and Brian. Hope to see you guys soon, man. Have a good one. For sure. Good luck the rest of the season. All right. Thank you very much. Phenomenal man. Phenomenal human being. Yeah. Yeah. No, I enjoyed him. I'm telling you, bro, like I was getting like I could see him giving an inspirational speech in the locker room. Like, yes. Yes. If I was his teammate, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'd be banging my head against the locker. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'd be willing to run through a wall for that guy. Like if he was, you know, if he was my leader. So that's, yeah, that's man, a, that's I, the type of leader I love that. that. You want. Uh, yeah. The, the guy's going places. He's awesome. Uh, he's going to go far on Michelle's season, if not end up with Michelle. Uh, I, he's so authentic. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's, he's just so authentic. That's the word I'm going to give him. Uh, we need more men like Rodney. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Team Rodney, straight up. No, and I, like I was saying, like his mother raised him right, bro. Like think about all the story that he told about his mom and everything that she had to go through. So, I mean, kudos to her, man. She seems like a super strong woman that instilled in him the right morals and values. And I mean, it's displayed right now in the interview that we just did. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like with everything she had to go through, she still raised this man by herself and a great man he is. So, you know, kudos to, to her and him. 100%. Top five interview. And to all of our listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Yes, and you know we always love to hear your opinions. We write back, we listen to you, your stories as well, and your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow, and message us on social at Talking It Out BN. That's Talking It Out B as in Bachelor N as a Nation on IG, or Bachelor Nation on TikTok and Facebook, and of course, Bachelor Nation on Twitter. And as always... Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, you already know. <laughs> Don't DM me no more until you hit the subscribe. I love y'all.